Okay, spread out, spread out, spread out. All right. Are y'all ready? Can I, can I get a what, what if y'all ready? Y'all is lame. Can I get a what, what? Thank you so much. All right. So house rules. Number one, keep your hands to yourself. Don't touch nobody. Don't take something that ain't yours. Keep your hands to yourself. Number two, don't start no stuff. Won't be no stuff, okay? If you guys have an issue, come to myself, come to Pastor Ellie, come to Tony, come to Jerry, come to one of the leaders in the building. Uh, number three, get off the phone unless it's for your Bible and notes, all right? So don't be texting nobody. Don't be texting and, and you know, Facebooking your friends, all right? Get off your phone. Uh, number four, no fighting, cursing, PDA or the like. Do you guys know what PDA means? No, what does PDA mean? Thank you. Public, the P, public, D, display, and A, affection. No public display of affection. No kissing, no hugging, no nothing, okay? Number five, listen to your leaders. They care more about you than you think, all right? Number six, talking when someone is on the mic is just plain rude. Don't do it, amen? And then number seven, let's say it together on the count of three. One, two, three. Live like Jesus. All right? Get ready to worship. Hallelujah. Come on, who's excited in this place to worship Jesus? I'm so excited to see you guys, but I think I'm a little bit more excited to worship God. Amen? <laughs> All right, in this time, we're just going to sing this song. It's called I Am Free. And I want to encourage you guys. I want to dare you guys to just dance. I want to dare you guys to just lift your hands. I know you guys are teenagers. You guys like challenges, huh? All right. Amen. Let's put your hands together. Ready? We love you, Jesus. We bless your name, God. We clap for you, God. We're grateful for you, God, in our lives, Lord. Bless this time in worship, oh God. Cause us to know you and experience your love and mercy, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. We're going to sing through you. Through you the blind will see. Through you the mute will see. Through you the dead will rise. Through you all hearts will praise. Through you the darkness flees. Through you my heart screams, I am free. Again, through you, come on. Through you the blind will see. Do you believe it? Through you the mute will see. Through you the dead will rise. Through you all hearts will praise. Through you the darkness flees. Through you my heart sings, I am free. Sing, I am free. I am free, free to run. I am free to run. Come on and run. I am free to run. I am free to dance. I am free to dance. I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free. Come on, we're going to try. I am free to run in this place. Come on, get, get the blood flowing. Come on. I am free to run. We'll run for you, God. And I am free to dance. I am free to dance. I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free 
comes through you the battles won yes through you the price is paid through you the price is paid through you there's victory because of you my heart screams i am free come on if you're free in this place run come on i am free to run i am free to run I am free to dance. Come on, guys. I am free to dance. I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free. One more time. I am free. Run in place, guys. Come on. I am free to run. Yes, I am free to run. Come on and dance. in this place tonight something that happens when we just go out in faith and we'll say God I'll dance for you God I'll jump for you God I'll clap for you because you're so awesome you're so awesome Lord Jesus God I thank you for every student here I know that you have a promise and you have a plan for them God and I pray that in this time of worship they just surrender to you God and they lift their hands God not because someone tells them to God because they want to Lord God, we love you and we love this city, God. And we ask that you would use young men and women in this room tonight, God, to change this world for you, God. To change this city, Lord. You're the God of this city. You're the King of these people. You're the Lord of this nation. We believe you are sing it again you're the god of this city come on if you believe it you're the king of these people you're the lord of this nation yes jesus you are there is no one in there is no one like our god jesus and there is no one things the greater things have yet to come greater things still to be done in this city greater things have yet to come greater things still to be done here you're the light you're the light in this darkness. You're the hope to the hopeless. You're the peace to the restless. You are. And there is no one like our God. We believe you. And there is no one like our God.
of worship with all eyes closed just raise your hands with me father we thank you lord for your presence god lord we know that you are here and that you are with us god we know that you desire to speak to our hearts god in this place so lord i ask that you would speak to our hearts during this time lord that you would speak to us through the leaders in our breakout groups god that you would speak to us, Lord, through the word tonight, God. That you would meet us at these altars, Lord. Lord, we want to encounter you in this place, God. We want to meet you face to face, God. So, Lord, I ask that you would have your way, God, in every single life here. That you would continue, God, to move and to change things in our hearts. Lord, continue to move and have your way in Jesus' name. And everybody said... And everybody said, are you guys excited in this place? Woo! All right. Let's get ready to break out into our groups, our righteously redeemed, our resistance, and our ambassadors. If you don't have a breakout group, you can come see me, and I'll hook you up. So you can come to me, come to me. My brother Eric. go to the back. You better get with your group. You better get with your group. <laughs> My buddy, what's your name? Adrian. Adrian? You're cool, huh? <laughs> you can go with my buddy here. Hey, Adrian, you have a good time, okay? So what should we
Five minutes left, guys. Five minutes left. Two minutes left, guys. Two minutes left.
One minute left. One minute left. If you have not done your chant yet, you go ahead and do the chant now. shop let's break it back in let's break it back in please fill in the first couple rows the first couple rows please hey 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 greet somebody as you find your seat right, yeah go sit down greet somebody say hi say hi elevate elevate that's what's up every friday at seven you know where it's at if you guys want to come here and get here early, you're more than welcome to. We do prayer and all that good stuff. Everybody look with me to the screen. I know you guys heard in your breakout groups about our prizes. How many of you guys excited? Y'all are lame. Who is excited about winning prizes? All right. I know, I know my boy Manny. Where's Manny at? Manny, I know my boy Manny's excited. Where he's at? He wants a $75 gift card. That's what he wants. All right, so guys, bring a visitor. You get a candy for the two of you. Bring three, you get 25. Uh, if you bring 10, you get a uh, you get a Friday and life. What what? Oh, you get a pizza party if you bring 10 people. All right, a pizza party for your life group or for Elevate. Come on. All right, and how many of you guys know what this is? It is our vision. It is loving God, loving people. How many of you guys love Jesus? Woo! How many of you love your neighbor? Woo! Tell somebody you love somebody. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Next slide, please. All right, and we have a strategy here. Connect, mentor, send. We want to connect you to Jesus. We want you to get saved. We want to mentor you in the 101. Where my 101ers at? Oh, I love you guys. All right, that's my one on ers all right? So get mentored, and then we send you out to go share Jesus. Go to your schools, invite your friends, invite your cousins, go share Jesus. And then everybody, SUM, Bible College, if you have a call of God on your life and you want to be a preacher, you want to be a teacher, and you want to do something for Jesus, SUM is where it's at. Where are my SUMers? Woo! <laughs> Next slide. All right, everybody stand with me. We're going to do our tithes and offerings. How many of you guys know what a tithe is? Like one person. All right, what is an offering? Anybody else know what that is? Like one person. All right, so what is a tithe? A tithe is 10% of your total income, and an offering is? That's my girl, Lala. Whatever you offer to God after your tithe. And I know we got a number. We got a number. Okay, our number is $375. Without shouting it out, what is the tithe of $375? Ellie Marius, come here. Wait, I picked somebody already. Come on. All right. What is 10%? $37.50. Is she right? Is she right? Woo! My homegirl's right. Give it up for Ellie Marius. <laughs> All right, guys. 
let us, let me pray, okay, for this, and then we're going to say the scripture, okay? So everybody close your eyes. Let us pray real quick. Lord, we thank you, God, for Elevate. We thank you, Lord, for tithes and offerings. God, we pray right now that you would bless everybody in this place so that they could be a blessing, God, that they would give to your church so that we can continue to do great things for you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Now let us say this together, Acts 20, 35. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. All right, now come up as you give. I need a bucket up here. Somebody get a bucket. <laughs> Give me two seconds. We're going to get you a bucket. <laughs> All right, everyone. You can come up as you give. The bucket's right here, right here, right here. All right, how many of you guys are ready for the word? That's what I heard, okay? So I want to hear, like, you guys, like, really mean it. Like, you're actually excited to come to church and all that. How many of you guys are ready for the word? That's what I'm talking about. Come on, let's do that. All right, let's open up in prayer, and then we will get to that word, that young word. All right, so everybody bow your heads, close your eyes, stick up your thumb. We're going to play some, oh, no, forgot. wrong game, wrong game, wrong thing. We're praying right now. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for this time, God. We thank you for what you're doing in this church, God. We ask you, God, that you would continue to increase us, to multiply us, God, because we want to be good soil, Lord. So I pray right now, Lord, that we would just do that in this place, God. Continue to invite our friends. We will continue to be excited about you, God, because you are worthy of the glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Hallelujah, man. You see, I'm excited today, man. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited today. I want to get some energy up in this place. I wanna, I'm going to make you guys do some jumping jacks if I have to. If you have, uh, like, your assigned seating, like, if you always say that, you know, sit in the exact same spot, I want you to move today, all right? So right away, I see two people that I always know that they sit right there, so you guys can move somewhere. Don't be shy. If you move in the same spot, you can go ahead and move around. Don't be all like, I got to do the same thing every single time. We got to keep it fresh, man. We got to keep it fresh. Keep it fresh today. All right, guys. So today we're going to be talking about something that's been on my heart for a while, and it is called Four Hearts. Everybody say Four Hearts. All right, man. So if you have your Bibles, your young Bibles, you can turn to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. You also have some, uh, you have like a blank piece of paper in the back with some things there. We're going to be talking about those four hearts today, and I want you guys to be able to, you know, describe each one of them. I want you to put this this sheet somewhere, and then when you're like 35 years old, you open it, you're like, oh my gosh, I learned this in Elevate back in 
December 20s. Oh, no, no. What is it today? What's the date today? The 19th. December 20th, 2014. But I hope you wouldn't talk like that. So if you're like a guy, you're going to be like, yo, man, I remember when that happened. It was December 19th. And if you're like a woman, you would, you would sound like, like this. Hi. <laughs> no, that's not how this Jerry sounds. All righty. So Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. It's just going to be really simple. Verse 1. We're going to be talking about the parable of the sower. It says, Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into the boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables. Everybody say parables. Parables. Saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell along among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. The other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let him hear. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? So this is a good question here. So the disciples, they didn't really understand what the parable was. So let me just break down some things real quick, all right? So a parable is just basically a story. That's what it is. It's a kind of like an illustration of something. And Jesus talked a lot about parables. He gave a lot of parables. But why did Jesus do that? The reason why Jesus gave a lot of parables is because he wanted everybody to understand what he was talking about. He wanted everybody to be able to get the the quick little tidbit of information that he was giving them. And so when he gave a parable, to let's say, to some farmers about sowing seed, about planting seed, they understood it right away because, like, oh, man, I get that. You know, that's kind of like the kingdom of God. So he gave a lot of these kinds of, you know, parables, a lot of stories. And so in this parable right here, what he's talking about is a man who is just going around and sowing seed. This man can be considered a preacher. So he's a preacher, an evangelist, a person who talks about the word of God. And the seed is a word of God, the word of God. And so you see this man, he's coming around and he's, you know, basically preaching to people. And everybody here, everybody here and everybody back then would be the types of things that the the seed would fall along. So you would kind of get the understanding now that this is what Jesus was talking about. He had a, a really good point about what it's like to, you know, hear the word of God. So I want to actually share something with you about this. Every time in the Bible that you see God or Jesus, you know, obviously Jesus talking to people, and he makes a clear distinction. He says there is, you know, a a way that leads to life, and there's a way that leads to death. When Jesus said that, when he says things like that, that means it's an absolute truth. So you can take it to the bank. You can say, yo, man, like, I want that absolute truth, and it will be true forever. So when Jesus says there is only heaven and there's only hell, guess what? There's only heaven and there's only hell. There's no purgatory. There's no little, you know, place in the middle where you get to meditate with your chakra, and then you kind of, like, you know, do a lot of things with your chi and all that. There's no place in the middle. There's no nirvana, as a lot of Buddhists like to think. There is just heaven or hell. And so right here, when he says that there are basically four hearts that there are, in people's lives, basically four hearts, four different types of people. When the word of God comes, there are four different types of way people can receive it. So you can take that to the bank. Everybody here falls along one of those four. 
It's not like you get a little bit of this one, a little bit of that one. No, it's actually you are one or the other. That's just how it is. You can take it to the bank. Everybody say, take it to the bank. You can get paid that. Jesus is going to say that to you up in heaven. He's going to be like, yo, you were one of these things. You were the good soil. You were the good heart. You were this thing. That's just how God is. It's like I said, like it doesn't need to be like this long, drawn-out process. I'm trying to find God. I'm trying to find him. I'm going to church every Friday. I don't understand yet, but I'm trying to get it. You know, No, it's not like that. It's really simple. When it says right here, when you open up your Bible, bam, oh, my gosh, it's right there. That's exactly it. Jesus is saying a truth that is beyond anything that we can probably try to make up. It's just how it is. This is the same thing as 2 plus 2 equals 4. When you have two apples and you have another two apples and you put them together, how does that, how many does that make? Now, I'm not going to, like, try to do some tricky thing. Well, actually, it's to, you know, it's an illusion, guys. No, it's true, right? If we, you can count one, two, three, four. That's the truth. Everybody understands that. Same thing here. Every single person that you've encountered who has heard the word of God is going to follow along one of these four hearts. Maybe you might feel like, oh, I don't know about that, man. I think I'm not any like these. Well, I'm telling you, man, one of the four. So what was Jesus trying to talk about here? What, why is it important to understand what kind of hearts there are when people hear the word of God? Well, he wants us to understand it because there are different ways, there definitely are many ways that we can understand God's word, but the ways that we respond in our life is exactly what Jesus is talking about right here. So if you skip to verse 18, it says this. Jesus talking right here says, Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart, what was planted in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. That's the first one. So I'm going to say that's the rocky heart. Actually, no, 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 no. I I went too fast there. That's the hard heart. So if you have your notes, you can put it right there. That's the hard heart. So what kind of people are the, the ones who have the hard heart? What kind of people actually walk around with this hard heart? Well, imagine this. I want to give you the perfect illustration. You know, you come to Friday, and you hear the word of God. The preacher preaches. It can be me. It can be somebody, other, somebody else. It can be Steve. It can be Jerry, whatever, right? But they talk about the word of God. They talk about what the Bible says, and they preach it. They declare it. They say it out loud so everybody can hear it. What happens at that point? The person who has a hard heart will not understand it. Now, we don't know exactly if this person doesn't care to understand it or it could be because they simply don't get it. Let's imagine that they don't care to understand it. Let's just say they hear the word of God and they're like, well, that's not what I learned in school. That's not what, you know, my teacher tells me about how we came to be. You say that, you know, God created us. Well, I I hear that we're a bunch of stardust. I hear that, you know, you know, millions, billions of years ago, a big bang happened. And then after that, what happened is that, you know, there was just a bunch of heat and gases and all that stuff. And so eventually started to form into these things called, you know, like suns. And these suns then started to detach. And then we had planets. And then out of the planets, then we had, you know, a lot of molten hot lava. And then out of that, for some reason, came life. Whoa, we just jumped there real quick. But yeah, but that's how it goes. That's what I learned in school. It could be like that, right? And then the word of God looks irrelevant. Maybe you don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, I don't see all these things. You just don't make the effort. 
Or it could be because who cares? I just came to Friday just to eat some hot chocolate and drink some hot chocolate, get some cookies, talk to that girl, and then just go. I don't care about what the word is talking about. I don't care about what, you know, the actual living God of the universe wants to speak into my life tonight. I don't know. But that's what happens with a person with a hard heart is that they hear the word of God. It gets planted into their heart, and because it does not even go into the soil, it does not even go anywhere deep at all, it just bounces right off like ricochet. Boom. And you know who comes, who sees that seed not planted into the soil? The evil one. Anybody want to guess who the evil one is? That's right, Barack Obama. Oh, no, I'm just joking. It's the devil, right? Some people might say, hey, he's both, but hey, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, right? The devil comes and he snatches it up. And so when you have the opportunity to get saved, you have the opportunity to actually, you know, do something with the word of God, what happens? The devil saw it and he's like, oh, there it goes. Steal up all that salvation. Steal up all that joy that that person could have. Let them be broke, busted, and disgusted for the rest of their life because they did not understand the word of God. That is the hard heart. Let's continue on in the word of God. Verse 20, the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. This is the rocky heart. And now... I'm pretty sure now you've seen a lot of people with rocky hearts. Maybe it could be your family members, maybe your friends, maybe people that you've, you know, asked to come to Elevate. They've been a visitor. They got the candy. They're really excited. Like, oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. And they never came back. The rocky heart. And, you know, this is actually something I see a lot in a youth group. It's not the other ones where the worries of life, you know, yeah, that's a big part. But I see this one take the biggest portion of how a youth group, how teenagers react to the word of God. It is that they hear the amazing thing about God. They hear the word of God, living, living bread to people. They hear it and they're like, my gosh, this is amazing. Of course I want this. I want to be loved. I want to be happy. I want to have a purpose in life. So they hear the word of God and they take it with joy and it's just amazing and you see them kind of like, they come to elevate. They're like really awesome. They're excited. They maybe, they maybe even go to the 101. And they're like, yeah, this is really cool. I like 101. I like talking to you, Pastor Leilani. I like talking to you, Ellie. I like talking to you, Steve. Blah, 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 blah. And then what happens is that they start to set a limit to how deep God can go. They start saying to God, I don't know about that. You can't have that in my life. So they start to hit a ceiling with God. They can't go any further with God. They think, man, is this all there is? Yeah, I guess so. They start prioritizing things in front of God. And that is the person with a rocky heart. I'm telling you, you've seen them before. You have seen them before in your life. Somebody who wants to get saved, somebody who gets saved, and then for some reason, they backslide. Somebody who turns away from God. Why does it happen? Because they do not have the root deep inside the soil. If somebody were to come and accidentally step over it, that whole plant would just, like, fall over. But that is it. It doesn't go deep enough. It never goes deep enough into a life. Limitations. I can't give that up. 
I can't give up the boyfriend. I can't give up my promiscuous lifestyle. I can't give up X, Y, and Z, you know, my friendships. I can't give up, you know, my dreams and aspirations because I don't care what God thinks is the best. That's it. That's what happens. And then when the sun comes, what happens? What happens when the sun comes? What happens? Or when trouble or persecution comes, what happens? Anybody want to want to share? Anybody want to say anything? They they go away. They get scorched up like that. Now I know that you know in this place that we like to we we would love we love God you know. You see it in the leaders. But why is it that the leaders, the ones who actually have gone to 201, why is it that the people who are, you know, who use the mic, who talk on the mic, why is it those people get to do that? Why is it that they seem like they have everything in order? You know why they have everything in order? You know why they actually are set to be an example? Not just because, oh, like, you know, like your school puts adults there, and that's why the adult is like, the, you know, the teacher. I just got a degree. I just went to school. I answered a few questions. No, it's because actually they've proved themselves faithful. They've allowed God's word to reach deep, deep, deep down inside of who they are into their very hearts. So they don't have rocky hearts. Not at all. I'm telling you right now, they do not have it. If you think they have it, man, you have a problem yourself, right? You have the the hard heart because you're being hard-headed, all right? But no, man, because they are allowing it to go so deep in their life. They don't have the limitations. They're saying, God, I will be a leader by being a servant. God, I will do whatever it takes. You tell me how to live my life. You tell me how to be balanced. You tell me which way to go and how to go because you are the shepherd. I am not the shepherd. I am not the master and lord of my own life. No, you are. That's what happens. That's the rocky heart. Next heart is the thorny heart. Everybody say thorny heart. That's a hard word to say when you, when you get caught in a thorny heart. Okay, so let's go continue on right now into the, the Bible. Verse 22 says, The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Now, this is people who I think I think this is usually people who are a little bit more older, but then also people who have a lot of drama in their life. So what happens is that that seed, that word of God comes into their life. But guess what? There are a lot of things going on in their life. It's not like it's just, you know, cookies and creams in their life. It might not be cookies and creams in your life. You know, you might have it really hard when you go home. You don't know why it happened. You might have somebody who's a drug user in your home. You might have somebody who's a drunk in your home, somebody who wants to yell at you when you get home. You might have some sort of crazy thing where you don't know what's going to happen to your house or if you're going to be moving or what's going to happen to your cousin or, you know, your grandma or whatever. Whatever it is, these are worries of life that we all experience, right? But some people might experience them more. And so when the word of God comes into their life, all those things start to just choke it, choke it out. That's what happens. You know, if I continue to do that hard enough, what's going to happen? It's going to pop, right? It's going to explode. But that's what happens in a lot of people's life. They get choked. No one loves me. No one cares. I I don't talk to anybody in school. Uh, When I come home, no no one even talks to me. What happens? People commit suicide or people try to find means to help their heart feel healed. They do drugs, alcohol, they just do sex, go crazy at it, whatever. 
And that's what I'll tell you right now, let's keep it real, because that's where real YOLO came in to be. People who were like just trying to make it go and trying to really, you know, cover up the problem. I guess they only live once, whatever. People want to hurt me, whatever. I don't care. Let's just do whatever. That's what it is. Ask yourself in this place, do you have that kind of a heart? Do you have the thorny heart? Where when you go home, it's hard to act like a Christian. When you go to your school, it's hard to act like a Christian. Ask yourself that. And don't be like, oh, I don't care. Because then you're the hard heart. Just be honest with yourself, all right? Can I get uh, Stephanie to come to the guitar? Pretty quick word, man. I'm telling you. This is exciting today. I, I just love this, this passage, this parable. It's one of my favorite. And I want you guys really to listen to it today. Because when Jesus is speaking about these kinds of things, it reveals such an important thing about all of us. Here, even here, right now. All of us here fall along one of these hearts. But now let's go to verse 23. It says in verse 23, But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. This is what it's supposed to be like as a Christian. When you hear the word of God, it's supposed to take root deep. Good soil, where there's nothing, there's no rocks in the way, where, there's, where it doesn't hit cement. How many of you guys know if you tried to plant like a rose in, the, in cement, it wouldn't do it, right? It would just, boop, it would make no sense. You literally would think to yourself, what did I do that for? I just wasted like 50 cents on that seed. But the word is supposed to take down deep into good soil. And what happens with that plant is not like, oh, look, I'm just a little plant that does nothing with my, my faith, with nothing with the word of God, nothing at all. No, actually, what it's supposed to do, it's supposed to multiply Naturally, as a Christian, what you're supposed to do is multiply. You start to become contagious. You start to multiply your faith. Just naturally, what happens? Because you become changed on the inside. You become transformed. Like when we open up the 101 book, what's the last lesson? The last lesson becomes evangelism. Go and share the word of God. Go and make a difference in this world because this world needs Jesus. That is what happens when, good, when a good seed falls in good soil. Maybe, you know, I'll tell you right now, maybe in my life I wasn't always good soil. Maybe when I first got saved, I was the thorny heart. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough being a Christian when I came home and no one cared about what I went through. No one cared about anything at all. I didn't have a whole bunch of friends to talk to. It was just one, one of few friends. And even then, they were always busy. Some of them were, like, playing football, whatever, you know. Yeah, it was hard. But eventually in my life, I started to to understand how important God was. And then to me, like, I just had, like, a, a big revelation one day. I was like, my gosh, God is so good. And I think at that moment, my heart just became so soft and so open to God and so willing for God to take everything, and it became good soil. So in this place, what do you want to be? I bet you want to be a good heart, the, the heart that is fruitful, 
no one wants to do something like hear the word of God and it just not mean anything and it just whatever about it. No one wants to get stolen from, and that's what the devil does. He steals that seed. But then again, no one wants to, you know, do something for a little bit and then end up just kind of like fumbling, farting around a little bit. I went to church for like a month, and then now I'm not going to church at all anymore, and I'm even worse than before. No one wants to do that, right? No one wants to try something, and then everybody else tell you, well, you're not doing that right. Oh, look at you. You're so funny. Could you imagine that? Like as if you went home, and you were, like, really on fire, and you're like, man, I really love Jesus and all that, and then people started making fun of you. They probably said to you, yeah, you need God, and then eventually they're like, all right, take it down a little bit, man. Take it down a little bit, Julian, and you know, that's nice that you like God, but not that much. Let's be serious. That's not how God's supposed to be, all right? You have a little bit of God. It's like, you know, it's like one of those cakes. It's like you have, you know, a bunch of the sugar and all that. You have all that, that good, like, let's have, let's say it's some red velvet cake mm, right there. Red velvet cake is like chocolate cake. It's just, that's the same thing. It's just food colored differently. And it was just a frosting on top, you know. Jesus is just the frosting on top of your life. But I want to ask you, everybody here, is that what the word of God says? Did you get that kind of, did you hear that a little bit? You kind of thought, Nah, you know, God's just a little bit of everything. No, he wants it to be good soil. Amen? So everybody, let's stand up. In this place, we're going to do something we've actually, we have never done before. We're going to get a band coming up today. We're going to do something radical. We're going to have Santa Claus right come right now, and he's going to, now he's going to preach. No. But let's just hold off for a second, all right? I want you to examine yourself right now. Think about it. What's my life like? When I hear the word of God, how do I act afterwards? When I come on Fridays, how am I like on Saturday? How am I like when I leave this altar and then I go to the front right there? When I start playing Halo, when I start playing Call of Duty. How am I like when I hear the word of God? Be honest with yourself right now because guess what? God already knows. He knows what it is that you're going through. He knows how it is that you're receiving the word of God and he wants you to be honest. Okay? If you don't understand, if you are the hard heart, if you don't understand the word of God, then guess what? We are all open to talk. We are all open to do one-on-one, to talk about it, to do all that. We have usually, like, we've had all our numbers almost at one point on those, those uh, handouts all that stuff we give to you guys. At one point, there was my number on it, and no one called me, so I was like, just take my number off. No one cares. And we have Steve's number, so call Steve. Oh, there he is, over there. Just call Steve. He likes, he likes it especially when you call him after midnight, just so you know, because that's his favorite time. That's when he's happiest. Okay. If you don't understand, yeah, talk to us. We will be willing to do it. If you say, I hear so many different things in school that are making me confused about that, guess what? We are here for that. If you are one of those people who have the rocky heart, the heart that does not allow a seed to go deep into it, 
There's not much we can do about it there. What needs to happen is that you just need to do what? You need to humble yourself. Admit it. Say, I'm trying to put other things in front of God. I'm trying to actually not prioritize God in my life. When I think about my life, I say, it's me and it's my crew. We ride and we die, and then it's God. As he's like trying to run and catch up with us, you know? He's like, guys, wait up. I love you. I died on the cross for you. Wait. Wait. Is that what Jesus is? Is that how we're supposed to treat Jesus? The one who created you knows more about you than your own self? And yet we're like, hey, Jesus, hey, can you please, like, you know, like, you guys are hanging out, you're in your little crew, like, you're all eating together. And then Jesus is like, hey, you know what we should do? We should talk about me. And you're like, oh, no, I don't want to talk about you. You know what I want to talk about? I'll talk about, ah, never mind, never mind. I can't say it, I can't say it. Just, it's a married people thing, okay, so. <laughs> but yeah, you see, that's how we act, right? Like, it, oh, it's too, God has just put that, put him in a closet, please. No one wants to see your face around here. That's the whole point. You have no depth whatsoever. You don't care. If your heart is thorny, thorny, yeah, it literally like has a bunch of spikes coming out of it. And you have that kind of hard, like, everything is hard in life. Man, we are here to be with you as well, to encourage you, to hang out with you. We have so many things happening in the church, like, every week that you can actually, like, avoid it if you need to and all that. I, that's what I did. I tried to avoid being home as much as possible when I was growing up. So I hated it, you know? And I just wanted to be around people that actually loved life or something like that, you know? As opposed to home where everyone's, like, always just, like, like just terribly depressed and all that. That's how I felt. And lastly, if you are a good heart, I want you just to be hungry for more of God hungry for more of God. So what I want to do is that if we can dim the lights, and I'm going to start saying a few leaders, and I'm going to put them leaders there, right? So if I could have Stephen Carmen, just walk over here somewhere. I'm thinking about where to put you, so. Actually, yeah, go back over there in that corner. I'm sorry. I was thinking about where to put you. I, th I thought about earlier, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I have Leilani? Leilani. And Ulysses. Where's Ulysses at? You late. Come over here, man. What are you doing? Why are you so hard to look at? What are you, what's going on here? Over here. And lastly, Jerry and Tony. Tony's so easy to find. Just look for the muscles. You find them. Uh, you guys come over here to this side. So I told you, we've never done this before. You're like, what's going on? It's like, this is different, all right? So what's going to happen is that these guys are representing a heart here. And if you are dealing with what one of those hearts is, if you say, I have, a, you know, a rocky heart, I want you to come up to one. So Leilani and... Ulysses are going to represent the hard heart, okay? If you say, sometimes I don't understand, I want you to go to them. They want to they pray. What we're going to do is we're all going to pray right now, okay? So they're going to be praying over you. They're not gonna, it's not going to be like, you know, like Catholic Church. Will, mm, 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 you know, you're going to do that. It's not going to be like that, okay? They're just going to help. They're just going to help pray. They're going to pray for you at that point.
Over here you have Jerry and Tony, and what they're going to do is that they're going to represent the rocky heart, people who don't allow God's word to sink deep. So if you are one of those people who like say, I, you know, sometimes I really don't care. I want to love God, but sometimes I think that the world is better. You go to them. And lastly, not lastly, but uh, Steve and Carmen, they're going to represent the thorny heart. If you have a lot of problems in life, a lot of worries, a lot of, a lot of things going on in your life, I want you to come to them. I want you to say, man, I need some help in my life. It's kind of hard. I want you really to do it. Listen to me because I know a lot of you guys deal with this. Don't be too prideful where you're all like, no, man, like I'm going to embarrass myself. Ain't nothing but a chicken wing, baby. Come on, just go over there. All right. And then lastly, the, the altar is open for those who have good hearts. Now, I don't want you to deceive yourself and be all like, I got a good heart, you know, like I can run pretty far. I can run like, I can like run like three miles in like 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm like a beast, you know. It's not that kind of heart, right? <laughs> what it is, is for those, I want you to be really honest. If you come up here, I want, you have to say, I am right with God. I am 100% right with God. That's it. Can we turn off all the lights over there on this, this side at least, over here? Turn off everything. Forget this. Just turn off that. No, I'm playing. All right, guys, let's pray, and then we'll, we'll allow everybody to go to their stations. All right, Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for what you're doing in this place, God. You are so amazing, and I just love how your word just gave us all these, these, uh, these categories. What kind of heart are we in this place, God? So, God, I want you just to be magnified in this place. Be exalted in this place, God. I want everybody here to learn about you in this place, to grow deeper with you in this place, God where they can be, they can multiply the word of God, where they can actually become fruitful in their life. God, I know it's my desire, my heart, that everybody's on good soil, but I know sometimes it's not that easy, God. Some people have it different in their life, whatever cards they've been dealt, whatever. Lord, I know you know that place. And so I pray right now that you would just open up the hearts of those here right now. That you would soften them up, God. That you would allow them to not be prideful, not say, oh, I'm not going to be a part of this. But they would actually go up and get prayer right now, God. Because I know that prayer changes. Prayer breaks chains, God. Prayer does things in the lives of those who, who receive that prayer, God. And so I just ask you, God, that you would do that in this place. Let your spirit be here right now, God. Breaking apart everything, God. Breaking apart the hard hearts. Killing all the thorns. And allowing the seed to go deep, God. I pray that you do it in this place, God. Be magnified in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, you guys are allowed now to go to the one of the stations that you feel like that's representing you. Don't be shy. Don't be all like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I want to let everybody know this is the kind of heart I have. And now Stephanie's going to sing a song while we're doing that.